Hi, this is Millie, and this is the Escaping Narcissistic Parents Podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram, at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word. Consider donating to my podcast via PayPal. I will put all of the links in the show notes. Please give this podcast a five-star rating so it reaches the people that may need to hear it. Hi, guys. I hope you're doing well. We're now in December, in the thick of the holiday season, so Thanksgiving has passed. And it's time to do the Christmas shopping, or maybe you're not a Christmas person. Maybe you don't celebrate Christmas. Um, today, I wanted to talk about what to do or what, what, what happens when you realize that your mother is a narcissist, your father's a narcissist, or your partner is a narcissist. Um, I have gained in the last two months 6,000 followers. Um, and it's because of a post that went, as I would call, viral. <laughs> um, it was a post that I found on Facebook, and I didn't even know who the author of the post was, of the of the quote. And I loved it so much that I, I said, oh, I need to take this and put it on, on my Instagram page. Not knowing that it was going to blow up the way that it did. Um, I'm still in shock because it's... I'm over 10,000. I'm at 10.6 right now. Um, and that's crazy to me. It's it's at the point where I'm actually not on top of it like I used to be because it's impossible, right? <laughs> I'm trying just so that you know, for those of you that are on my Instagram, um, I am keeping trying to keep an eye out for trolls or, you know, I want. I don't want to. I don't want that on my page. So I just delete them. I don't answer them. I don't engage because that's what they want. Okay. So, and I want to thank you for, especially if you're new, and you're one of my newer followers. Thank you so much um, for following me. Um, it, it's it's insane. You know, you even my daughter is like. Oh my goodness, especially because someone that um, she admires and who is, you know, famous in her, in this person's world um, is following me and she couldn't believe it. So, um, and, and I said to my daughter, you know, I'm not so lucky or I don't feel, um, I feel bad because this person's following me because you know, they have issues and, and with their mom or someone. And so I'm not happy, but, you know, I'm glad she's there, you know. So anyhow, 
I want to move on to the topic at hand because I have so many of you that are now it's it's so varied as far as where you are in this process that I want to go back to the beginning, right? What happens when you figure out that your mom or dad is a narcissist? Let's start there. So you probably figured it out because you either always knew something was not right, right? And and you started to investigate on, on Google, right? That's how I found out. Um, I knew that finding with my mother as a 40-something was not normal. And I Googled something like, why can't I get along with my mother? I'm an adult. And the word narcissistic mother came up. And I remember reading through the traits of a narcissistic mother and thinking to myself, nah, yes, she, you know, I agreed with every trait, but I still couldn't accept that my mother was a narcissist until something big happened and I had no choice. And a lot of you have already heard this. I won't go into too much detail. If you are new and haven't, go back into my podcast to an early one that says, The Day My Life Changed, and you'll hear the whole story. But basically, I was raised an only child. I had no idea. And when I was 42, I got a phone call from a man who claimed to be my brother and as it turns out, I have three older siblings, all brothers on my dad's side. And um, you're probably wondering, but you're saying your mother's the narcissist. Well, she manipulated my dad to the point where he um, just lost contact with his family in another country and his, his sons. So yes, she's the narcissist. He was, he is the enabler. Um, if you don't already know, my mother did pass away suddenly in September, and that's a whole other. You know, I did podcasts on that, on how that feels, and all of that. But let let's talk about. You find out your parents a narcissist, right? Your mom, most likely. There's so much <coughs> information still out there about men being narcissists. Like, women cannot possibly be narcissists when all of the narcissists I've encountered so far, most, not all, but most, have been women, okay? My mother, the principal at a school where I was a teacher, and she um, bullied me into quitting, okay? These people are women, too, and they are evil as women, okay? And for you guys out there that married a narcissistic woman... I'm here for you, okay? I get it. I know that that's the case. And my my step, my mother, my mother's, my daughter's stepmother, okay? It's so clear with her that I can see the cycle of abuse going on. I'm just waiting for my daughter to figure it out. I can't push it on her. Um, but I can see where she screams at my daughter. She, you know, my daughter's 19, by the way. 
she does things to my daughter. Then she says, oh, no, this, that. He, she took her to get her hair done. That was the last thing she did as the, you know, the love bombing stage. And then she'll, you know, abuse her again. I can see the cycles, but there's, I, there's nothing I can do until my daughter just sees it, you know. <laughs> and when it clicks, it clicks. And that's how it works for all of us, right? For you and for me. Someone could stand here in front of you, me, and tell you, your parents are narcissists. They have the traits of narcissism, right? And the traits of narcissism that are in the, the diagnostic book are not really, in my opinion, they don't really describe a narcissist well. It, it's general, like... They don't have, they have a lack of empathy or they have haughty behaviors or they think that they're godlike. Um, your parent may have actually used the word God, you know, almost to describe themselves as I used to do it with my mother. I used to call her the Virgin Mary because she claimed to be a virgin when she married my dad and oh your father was the only man in my life and blah 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 and you know you believe that to a point and that is all done to manipulate us right especially girls right it's meant to manipulate us to into thinking we're less than we're not as good as they are morally and to control us sexually, okay? There's no other way to put it. You know, do not have sex. Sex is a sin. If you have sex, I am going to make your life miserable. And she did. Um, but that's a manipulation, right? And it's a way to also what she was showing the world, her facade of being perfect. The perfect wife, the perfect mother, the perfect daughter, the perfect everything. And she was far from perfect. The truth was, she was married before she met my dad. Um, the, the, she still tries. They, they never gave in to the truth, right? So even when, when that came out, right, after my, the, the truth about my brothers, that came out. Um, she still said, I, I never had sex with him. It was a marriage, uh, basically to get him to the United States. But I, I know that's not true because there were clues. Let's just put it that way. There were clues. Um, I had seen a picture of him. Uh, her best friend was his brother. Her best friend was his sister. Um, there's too many clues to let me know that in fact she was married. I mean, really married and possibly had kids whom she left behind um, She from in Cuba, okay? So, <clears throat> so when you find out, when you, you accept, okay, it's not finding out because you may have, like me, found out years before and actually read the traits and gone, yeah, she lacks empathy. Yeah, she acts like she's better than everyone. But that but that, that doesn't make her a narcissist. That's not true. That's not my mother. Right? It's a hard thing to accept. And, and my heart goes out to you. Okay? 
So what do you do? What happens when you've accepted it, right? When, when that thing happens that makes you accept it, when you can no longer take it. It's usually, in my experience, that they do something just a little bit too harsh, right? And you have to, and you think about it and you go, no, someone who loves me would not do this. Someone who loves me would not say this. And that's when we come to that conclusion that they are, in fact, a narcissist. And they're, and they're abusive to us. And they've always been abusive. And we start to uncover all of the pain and the memories of their abuse in our childhood and growing up. Or you realize that you don't remember your childhood, which is very normal, by the way, because this comes up um, a lot, too, with me. Um, How come I can't remember my childhood? Because our childhood was filled with pain and fear, and we protected ourselves by forgetting it. And I'm one of those people, I don't have a clear picture of my childhood all I know I remember certain things I remember the things that I was happy about things that make me happy but other than that I don't there's big holes back there so which to be honest I'm afraid to go back and and find out and and I'm not planning on doing it right it's not going to make any difference and that's my theory you don't need to relive your past in order to heal but you do need to feel whatever comes up right if you're having a uh, CPTSD moment complex post-traumatic stress disorder moment where you're just hanging out, doing something, seeing, watching something on TV, and it triggers a memory. You cannot say, uh-uh, nope, no, I'm not going to think about it, because you will explode one day. Believe me. You have to deal with the memory. You cry. You do whatever you have to do. Process it and let it go. That's the only way to heal. All right. I know it's not maybe not what you want to hear. And if someone else tells you that you can get through pain without feeling pain, forget it. They're wrong. It's impossible. All you're doing is prolonging the pain, right? So you figured out that your mother or father, if it's your father, I bet it was a lot easier to accept than your mother. Um, and then I'm not going to talk too much about the enabler today, but one of your parents was the other parent was the enabler. Um, they either turned their backs on the situation so they wouldn't have to deal with it and defend you or threw you under the bus constantly. So again, they wouldn't be the target or actually help them to abuse you. Okay, or all of it. And my dad was all of it, you know. Um, I'm actually going through a time, a really tough time right now because my mother did die in September. And I, I called, I, I went to the house that I hadn't been to in four years. Um, and then 
I called him for three days and he started screaming at me because he never knew how to talk to me. And when I told him to calm down, not to yell at me, that I was just asking him a question, the question was, do you not want me to come over and see you? Um, he just said to me that he just wanted to be left alone. And I'm dealing with a lot of guilt right now, not sure what to do. Anyway, so you figured it out. You've accepted for some reason that your mother is a narcissist or your father, but your mother, right? <laughs> and my page is called Escaping Narcissistic Mothers. So now what do we do? But what do you do, right? It may take you a while after this, you know, realization that your mother's a narcissist to even change any behavior. Now, remember, you cannot change the narcissist at all. Okay, so if that is part of your plan... Please take that out of your head immediately because it is near impossible, okay? It is proven that narcissists just, it, it's very difficult for them to change because of the nature of being a narcissist, right? Narcissists cannot see that they are toxic, they will never admit to being this bad person, okay? Even though they are and they know what they're doing, they can't admit to it, okay? They will never admit it. Because they don't admit it, they don't think what they're doing is wrong, they will never seek help, which is the only way to improve, and even if they do go to therapy, they will purposely choose the therapist, make sure it's someone who is maybe right out of school so that they can manipulate them very quickly. Okay? And if they do go to a therapist, and it's a good therapist, and the therapist asks them, what, what was your role in this? They'll start yelling They'll walk out. That's what happens. That is why therapists don't, uh, therapists, narcissists don't change. That There's a reason why they don't change. Okay, so I just went through it. As I say that so much, and, and it's hard to explain every time. They they don't change because they don't think they're sick, and if they don't think there's there's something wrong with them, they don't go to therapy, and if they don't go to therapy... They're not going to change, and that's what—that's the reason they don't change. So if your plan is, okay, I know my mom's a narcissist, but I think I can change her. I think I can help her. Throw that out the window and bury it because that's not going to happen. Okay, and if you don't believe me now, you'll believe me later. Okay, unfortunately, I'm, I'm just a voice in a podcast. There's nothing I can do for you specifically because I don't know you, right? <laughs> I'm trying to help all of you. So if you don't really believe that what I'm saying is true, you'll learn that what I'm saying is true. So the only person, and this is in general, the only person that you have control over is you. 
So the only behavior that you can change is yours. Okay? So what are the things that are you, you can do immediately? Well, you have to think about how much you want to change your life. How, how much this person is in your life. Because some of you might have maybe married or not married. It doesn't matter. What I mean is you don't live with the narcissist and you live far from them anyway. So you may have limited exposure to the narcissist, although they can make your life a living hell from anywhere. <laughs> okay, that physical distance, a lot of people say there's a relief to that. And I believe it. But there's always going to be something. There's going to be a trip. There's going to be a family reunion. There's going to be the holidays. There's going to be something where you have to deal with the narcissist and they're going to make things difficult for you. Okay? I've heard so many stories about going on a trip together and, you know, uh, the money. It's usually about the money. Like, who's paying what and where are you staying? And everything becomes so complicated. Because a narcissist does not want you to have a good time. So they make it difficult. And by the time you get to the trip, you don't want to be there anymore. Okay? So, what should you do? I can't tell you what to do. Okay? And, I again, I just said that. You can't control other people. So, I'm not here to control you or tell you what to do. I can tell you what I did. I can tell you what I think is best. But it's up to you how much you want your life to change, right? Personally, I, when my mother, because yes, I found out about my brothers and I had months of accepting that my mother was toxic, but yet I didn't, I didn't completely cut her out. I went through months of low contact with her and that wasn't enough, okay? And that's why I have a podcast, several, on Grey Rock, the Grey Rock Method, which is you're in the same room, but and they're asking you questions because the narcissist needs to know everything that's going on in your life, especially the important things, the personal things, because they need to have ammunition to use against you in the future. So... One thing is not telling them those things. And that's something that I learned to do before I went no contact. Was, for example, during those months, I got a job. And it was a job where I knew she would actually agree with it. She wouldn't put me down. She wouldn't tell me, um, I don't think. Um, because... It was at Catholic Charities. I got a job at Catholic Charities. And she was big old Catholic, non-Catholic. Um, she posed as a very Catholic person. Let's put it that way. Most narcissists do not believe in God. Um, but they come off as very religious. A lot. Okay. And she was one of them. Okay, I, I truly believe that she really was not a, a true believer, but just I want other people to think that I am super religious, super Catholic. 
So it was the Catholic Charities. I thought, you know, I, I kept thinking uh, she'll be, you know, be happy with this. I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her right away. I didn't tell her I was going on the interview because it, at one point I was looking for work and she, I said to her, oh, I didn't get this job. And she goes, I'm glad. Is she slipped? And I looked at her and, and I, and I remember just walking, I was in their house and I walked away and I went in the car with my husband. I said, my mother just told me she was glad I didn't get a job. So, you know, there were a lot of clues there, but this was a job I knew she'd be happy with, but I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her I was interviewing. I didn't tell her I got it. I didn't tell her I was starting because at this point I wasn't talking to her every day. So, um, <clears throat> eventually, I think I did tell her, but it, it was already done. There was nothing she could say or do or, you know. Um, so, the first step is to distance yourself a bit. Just distance yourself and do those things. Do not talk about important things when you do talk about, talk to them. Um, I wouldn't say do gray rock. I wouldn't say just say yes or no. Um, because that will make them more angry. Okay. Gray, the gray rock method is, is kind of dangerous. You can do it for short periods of time. It should be a stepping stone to no contact. You know, ultimately no contact. Um, so you don't you you talk to them but you talk about the weather you talk about simple things that are not going to can be used against you at a later date right think about you know getting arrested and what they say to you you have the right to an attorney you know you have a right to not not speak and and that's use that right please don't don't say too much because they, they, they put things in their back pocket. They do. And then they throw it in your face. And you're like, what the hell are they talking about? And it's it's like, oh my God, I said this years ago. Um, distance yourself a bit. Because you, you cannot heal from the amount of abuse you've had. From now you're a person who is a people pleaser. You're an empath. You take on other people's feelings. Um, you have very low self-esteem. You've probably been suicidal. Um, you didn't understand why you were thought you were going crazy. And that's because they were probably gaslighting you, making you feel like you were crazy or just using reactive abuse where they, they provoke you into a fight. And then when you argue with them, you step back they step back and say, you see, you see, you see how violent they are? Look how awful they are. Look how abusive they are. That's what a narcissist does. Okay, that's, that's what they do. Um, <clears throat> you, wanna, you need to heal from that. You need to get your confidence back, your self-esteem back. Right? You have to get those things back because you need to be able to live and feel good about life life is short okay and you and and the time that you're here 
You shouldn't be doubting yourself, not trusting your gut instinct, or living based on someone else's abuse of you and and what and, and your personality has now become all of those things you did to protect yourself right we need to break that and the only way to do that is to step back to because once you do it is crazy and eye-opening what what you see when when you're in the middle of the abuse you can't see the abuse when you step away it's like a magic trick and you start to see oh my god when this happened and when this happened and when this happened and you realize they made me feel guilty for this and i wasn't even wrong about it right boundary crossing you know you start to see where they just never had boundaries with you so ultimately the best solution to dealing with the narcissist is no contact getting better living your best life it's the only thing it makes me upset and and not angry. I'm not I don't get angry at you guys. I get upset when I hear or read. Oh, I told them everything I wanted to tell them. I told them this and that and this and that. Do you know that you yelling at your parent is not getting even with them no matter what you say? They want you to be upset. That is called narcissistic supply. That is what they want from you. So them, you getting upset and telling them whatever it is you tell them, nothing that you say is getting even with them. The only way to get even with them is showing them that you can survive without them. Because if it's your mother, most likely she has made you feel like you cannot live without her. And... um. I'm proof that you can. I was no contact for four years and she died and I'm alive. And I'm doing fine. I'm actually doing better. Um, I hate to say this, but after she died, you know, my inst- was with my Instagram. Two weeks after she died, I hit 4,000 followers and two months later I hit 10,000. I don't know why, <laughs> but it happened that way. Um, I'm doing better than I was, right? Um, so that is the only way, okay? That's the only way. And if you're interested in how to go no contact and how to do it the right way, because a lot of people, I've I've read so many people say, I have been no contact. And when I dig a little deeper, so how is your no contact? And they explain, well, I only talk to her. No, 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 no contact is no contact. Zero. And zero means zero. It means you block her. It means you don't allow texts from her. If she calls and leaves a voicemail, because with blocking, it goes right to voicemail. Then you, you don't listen to the voicemail. Um, another mistake is when they send a letter, sending the letter back. 
nope, you do nothing, you don't send a letter, any message is to them in their messed up thinking is contact, is some sort of message, right? If you if you refuse to read their letter, you're you're telling her, I refuse. I'm so mad. I refuse to read your letter. So don't do that. Do not. You take the letter. You rip the letter up. You put it in the garbage. You don't read it, but you don't send it back either. Okay, no messages back. And that means silence. Okay, and sending something back is not silence, unfortunately. Okay, I know you want them to know, I'm not going to read your letter. No. You have to let them think whatever they want. They will never know if you read it or didn't read it, and that's harder for them. Okay, that confuses them more. Okay. All right. So I spent a lot of time on the mother um, narcissistic thing. Why? Because that's my experience. Not that I didn't have the narcissistic partner experience because I absolutely did. So with me and. Okay. So my ex-husband, I was married for eight years and He's not a full-on narcissist. He is the enabler, okay? I, like I said before that um, my daughter's stepmother was the narcissist. Obviously, he's become... He, right now, he is probably the main target because um, his daughter, my daughter, and her daughter are both in college, um, and they're not home. So he has now become the main target, um, and I don't even talk to him either. I have stopped all communication with him because it was becoming such a toxic situation that with the help of my therapist, and and here is my disclaimer, I'm not a therapist. I am just like you, um, involved with a narcissist or many narcissists, and I've done a lot of research. I have 19 books that I have bought and read, either all or part of. Um, I am a part of a support group that I use for myself when I need help. But I also have this page that I initially created to help myself and ended up helping others. And that's why I continue to do it because... Guys, I am at that point where I post something and it I don't feel anything. It doesn't hurt me anymore. So I'm doing it for you guys. Okay? And it's not bad because it's not like I'm forcing myself. I want to do this. This is what my life my life's purpose is. My life's purpose is to help you the world you to see that mothers can be abusive. All right, so I want to touch upon the romantic partner. I should probably do a whole podcast on that, but I'll touch upon it quickly. Um, so you you start to feel, you know, in the beginning of a romantic relationship with a narcissist, 
you're going to feel like this is the perfect person for you. They are listening to everything you tell them. And you are in a vulnerable state because that's who they look for. So you easily tell them what you were missing from your last relationship, how your life is going, and they will mimic you, your morals, um, what you like to watch on television, your taste in music. You will think that you found your soulmate. Okay? Now, I, I know if I'm talking to you and this is your situation, you already know it, but if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. This is the situation. Now, they also use sex to hook you quickly, to make you commit to them quickly. Um, they're masters at sex, um, and not only at sex, but at sex with you specifically, right? They use their, you know, knowledge of sex, and they mold it so that it, it's specific to you. How they do that, I will never know, but I know that that's what they do, <laughs> okay? With women, I think it's a little easier because women are, you know, it's very seductive. Women are can be very seductive, but with men, they just, they know what to do. They do. I, I know that. I know they, do, they can do it. Um, and you think you're in the best relationship of your life in the beginning, right? They're perfect. They're, they're just like you. And the sex is amazing. Okay. And then some time starts to pass and you are somehow committed to them. You've either moved in with them too qu quickly or you got engaged, right? That's what happened to me three and a half weeks into this relationship. I was wearing an engagement ring and I myself was like, this is insane. You know, I, I, I could tell that that wasn't normal, but I had very little experience because I had met my ex when I was 19 so my daughter's age so I, I you know I can see things from a different perspective now so you're committed to them and then they start to show your their true colors and you start to notice little things um that just aren't right like like you did something out of you did something that was a favor or something that was out of your way something extra and they acted like it was your duty instead of a you know something nice that you did for them and you're like that's not that's not cool they don't even acknowledge that you did it let's say and then you start to see other things right you start to see bigger things but then they use those same tactics I'm I'm sorry, I won't do it again. I love you so much. They give you a gift and you have sex and sex and sex and you're back with, you know, serotonin levels are high, your all of those good, feel good chemicals in your brain. Guess what why it's so hard to break up with a narcissist because you're addicted to the chemicals in your brain that they um that they provoke in you when you're in the love bombing stage. Okay. So obviously the 
whatever type of narcissist you have on your hands, whether it's a family member or it's romantic, no contact is the solution, right? But with a romantic partner, ouch, that's hard to do, okay? And not only is it hard to do, but when you do it, your heart breaks and the pain is so hard that you think you will die. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, heartbreak like that, you think... <laughs> I was in my very early 30s when it happened to me. And I'm sorry if you hear that noise. That's a lawnmower. Um, heartbreak in when you're an adult, that kind of heartbreak you think is not possible. And then you realize... This is the most pain I've ever been in because of a of a of a partner, right? <laughs> it's insane. It's insane what that the cycle of abuse can be like. So I'm gonna stop there. I've been talking a lot. Um, ultimately, the answer to what should I do is I need to go no contact so I can heal, so I can feel the things that I didn't allow myself to feel so that I can start to trust my gut so I can find a therapist that knows about narcissism very important because there are therapists who are going to encourage you to try and talk to the toxic parent absolutely not okay you need someone that understands narcissistic personality disorder so they can help you navigate through the feelings that you have through how difficult it is to stop talking to your parent and the guilt that goes along with it right because you don't have the heartbreak that you do with a romantic relationship but you have it's my mother right and then the whole world disagreeing with what you're doing so you need a good therapist to guide you through it okay so i hope this was helpful especially for those of you that have just joined me either on the podcast or if you guys just saw on uh instagram you're just new to my instagram page guys it's not easy Okay, there's no simple answer to it. These people want to make you crazy. So you need to get away from them. Okay? That is the easiest way. It is. It's the hardest, but it's it's the, the easiest at the same time. Because any other way is going to prolong your pain and the abuse. So... That's it. Okay. I hope that this has been helpful. Again, I'm not a therapist. I just lived through it. And I've seen many, many people now who have gone no contact and then gone back and and totally regretted it. Right? So... It is what it is, unfortunately, and I hate that expression, but in this case, it, it's fitting. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. Um, again, I say what I say every time. I love you guys, and I do, and that's why I do this, and I continue to do this. Um, 
as it turns out, I was looking for my life's purpose. I didn't understand what it was. And out of my pain and out of the person who caused me to not understand what I wanted to do with my life came my life, my, my purpose in life, which is to educate others, um, to be a support, to validate anyone who's going through the same thing I did. And I get those DMs. I read them, guys. I still read them. I, I There's not that many of you that I can't read the DMs. And I'm going to answer you, okay? Um, so feel free to do that on Instagram, all right? I love you guys. And until next time.